Are you ready? I'm always ready. Okay, cool. Hebrews 13. What's up, St. Louis? It's Tom. This is Will. And we're back with the Being Church podcast. How have you been? We hope you've been good. Um, today, I want to talk about marriage a little bit. So, Will, this past weekend, I was in Chicago and Washington, D.C. Yeah, no banter today. We could banter. It's okay. We could banter about my travels. Just go. Okay. <laughs> Tom took four days off of work. <laughs> I did. So, we flew. Emily and I flew. From Austin to D.C., we went to a friend's wedding, partied all night on Friday night, or on Saturday night, uh, got up Sunday morning early and flew to Chicago early for my grandparents' 60th wedding anniversary. Did you just sleep on the plane? Uh, I, I did a little bit, yeah, but like for like a half hour. When, I get, when, I'm on, when I'm on planes, I'm just like so excited. So this weekend was like... The nuptial weekend, right? Because we wow. went to a, a wedding from our friends who were just married, and then we celebrated my grandparents' 60th wedding anniversary. And so obviously I was thinking about marriage all weekend. Yeah. And um, I wanted to kind of talk about my friend's wedding because I think it was really awesome. So whenever I go to a wedding, maybe you're the same way, I always look at or I always listen to the readings that the couple has chosen. Um, if they're like, now if people don't know what they're doing and they just choose like the basic readings that they're given, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, real original, good job. But <laughs> oh yeah, it's the word of God, real, yeah, real yeah, original. Then they're done that, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. But for people who I know really care about, like, are very intentional about what goes on at their wedding, yeah, um, or in any liturgy, uh, I really try to listen to the readings, and so. This weekend, my friend Katie and her husband, now Anthony, um, their second reading, their first reading was um, creation of man and woman, right? He will cling to his wife, mm, blah, blah, blah. Sweet. Um, their gospel was um, the greatest commandment, okay. shall love the Lord your God and your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. But their second reading got me real excited, and, uh, and it was from Hebrews. And I think that this reading kind of encapsulates what Christian marriage is supposed to be about. Um, and I'll, we'll talk more about that in a second. So I'm just going to read the reading, if that's cool. Is that cool? What yeah. chapter does it come from in Hebrews? Hebrews 13. 13. Wait, okay. how do you have the reading, but you don't have it? Well, any... it's like all typed out. Oh. It's like from her, uh, oh. from okay. her little handout. Sweet. All right. So it goes, brothers and sisters, let mutual love continue. Do not neglect hospitality, for through it, some have unknowingly entertained angels. Be mindful of prisoners as of sharing their imprisonment, and of the ill-treated as of yourselves, for you are also in the body. Let marriage be honored among all, and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled. Let your life be free from love of money, but be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never forsake you or abandon you. Hmm. Thus we may say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. And I will not be afraid. Okay, so this little reading from Hebrews, when I heard it, I got really excited because, of course, you know, we know like Christian marriage is, is for the spouses, right? And we hear how we're supposed to love our spouse, yeah. um, give ourselves wholly and freely to our spouse. And we also, it's very, you know, understood that Christian marriage is for procreation, right? Mm-hmm. Unity, procreation. 
Um, these are things that are kind of hammered into our heads as, as kids who are learning about marriage and love, uh, as theologians who study theology, right? As people who work in a parish and sure. yeah. who need to do marriage prep. But I think we neglect an essential part of what it means to be married. I think, I think we neglect this essential part of Christian marriage and that's hospitality. Hmm. Um, in my opinion, the Christian couple should be, should already create a home of welcome hospitality from the moment of their marriage, right? They've created a family. Not only do they welcome children, but there should be, they should be able to welcome all So this reading from Hebrews, it makes special note of the imprisoned. Yeah. Um, and I think that a married couple is a sign of like God's love can also be a sign of freedom for those people suffering from imprisonment, from addiction, from, yeah. from sin. Um, the married couple can offer like hope for these people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, I wanted to kind of talk about what it means to be married as a Christian and what the responsibility is for hospitality there. You're right. I think you're absolutely right. We do neglect this idea that, um, that the a virtue that a, a Catholic uh, couple should have is is hospitality certainly um, to welcome the 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 stranger or welcome the brother or sister into the into their life. There's a certain I think grace that goes with the the life of marriage that um, your home even before you have children, like you as a couple create a space in which people um, can kind of enter in and be loved Mm -hmm. if you're doing your job right and Mm -hmm. see love between the spouses Mm -hmm. and then uh be transformed but they're an encounter with christ in in the midst of that sure um if that makes kind of a a, a, well and i think i think it's something that only makes sense when you really meditate on this like the question like why do we even get married why is marriage even a thing you know um and of course I, i do want to say that like you know being hospitable is not everyone's gift, right? Like some, like my, there's my mom really like, it stresses her out to have people over. Uh, um, whereas like for me, I'm like, bring them on, come on over. Like yeah. it gives me life, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think there's that to think about too, but I think it's, it's the, I think it's the call of the Christian couple to the Christian married couple to be hospitable in a way. And it goes to the heart of the question. Why do we even get married? Hmm. Um, and of course, the answer to that question is we get married because it embodies the love that Christ has for his church. Yeah. Right. We get married because God has ordained the sacrament from all of time. Yeah, we're made in the image and likeness of God. Who is love. Who is love, yeah. Right. And so from the moment that uh, a couple exchanges its vows, they participate in this love of God. Yeah. Right. And they're called to be a sacrament for the world, yeah. a sign of an invisible reality. Yeah. And the invisible reality is love. Yeah. It's right? the love of the, I mean, that's the great, the great mystery Paul talks about in Ephesians, right? Is this love for the, the, uh, the love that Christ pours himself out mm-hmm. for his church, right? That causes Christ to pour himself out for his church. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, and I think the, and then I think hospitality is wrapped up in that, you know, and maybe it's not just welcoming people into your home, but it's, 
being with people on their journey. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I guess maybe I shouldn't say home. Well, as no, much I, as, I, I think that's what we, a common understanding your, your of what heart, hospitality right? is. Mm-hmm. That, that as a couple, your, um, your, your mission, you know, yeah. like you're, you're not just kind of this insular community in which, um, you know, I love you and you love me. Right. And we're a, one big family. I think that's how that's it goes. Barney. From yeah. Barney. That's Barney. Back in the day. Good job, Will. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, it love always has fruitfulness. And so um, it always bears fruit in other people. It always bears fruit in other relationships. Sure. Um, so maybe that looks like, you know, okay, as a couple, we're going to intentionally help lead a Bible study or we're mm-hmm. going to help uh, with youth minister or young adult minister and take that on or whatever. Um, or we're just going to... Um, or maybe it does look like, hey, you know, we have a great house and a great neighborhood and we can open our home to right. other people. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that that's a form of generosity, to, which some are called too, right? And not all, right? Exactly, right. exactly. Um, I know that that was, I mean, growing up, um, my mom definitely has the gift of hospitality. Like, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. And my my dad, I think he would say he doesn't, but he does. Yeah. Like, um, he's, he's much, he's much more introverted than my, my mom is. Uh huh. Um, but he's just like, uh, if you're familiar with the five love languages, yeah. he's like 100% acts of service. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, wow. like the, like we're, I mean, for not, not the way that he receives love necessarily, but the way the that way he, he gives, gives it. Yeah. for sure. Like, um, my dad, like if we were ever having something, he was always cooking for it. Cool. He was always making things. And my mom too, like she, she's there too, but she, I think that there's, um, she's more talkative and like uh-huh. being with people and that kind of thing. My dad would like disappear in the middle of a party to like go do something or whatever. Yeah. For everybody. Um, yeah. For everybody. Right, yeah. Or, I mean, quite honestly, he might, he might like, um, do a bunch of stuff. Right. And then like, and then leave, leave and go to bed, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like awesome. n- okay. not that he gotcha. doesn't love people, right. but, uh, that it's just like, yeah, that's who he is. And so, uh, yeah, well, and I mean, that's, that's this couple that Emily would say the same thing that these two people embody Christ's love for the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie in particular, I mean, I, I know her better. Um, she, sometimes I don't think being hospitable in, in the Christian sense is always like, um, I don't think it's always like warm and welcoming. I think it's being close enough to somebody, like having a relationship with somebody enough to the point where you can also like correct them. Oh yeah. And you can be like, listen, change your life here. (laughs) Change your life. And Katie has done that for me Mm. in a very important, in a very particular way. Um, There was one time where she, she reached out to me and she said, Tom, you got to change this um, Mm. for your sake. For your soul and for Emily's soul, you got to change the way that you're doing this. Mm. Um, and in a way, she did it in such a Katie way that she welcomed me back into a life of honesty and of grace. Mm. Um, and for that, I am always forever grateful mm. to her. Um, but there has to be a relationship with someone to do that, sure. you yeah. know. Uh, and so. I don't know. Their their readings at their wedding totally embodied who they are. Yeah. They love God above all, but they also care so much for their neighbor that yeah. they'll welcome them and live with them in their in their brokenness and their sin, um, and call them to 
something greater to a better life. Yeah. No, it's interesting because, um, one of the things that I think father James here at St. Louis mm-hmm. that I've learned the most from him, um, is, uh, another way of hospitality like yeah. other ways of hospitality like i think my family set me up really well sure. for being hospitable like it's just it was just a normal thing yeah. growing up um i mean there were times when we couldn't have people over for whatever reason but very rarely was like if you if you wanted to come if, like i had a friend who literally raised animals for his 4-h and ffa <laughs> projects yeah. at our land wow and my my parents were fine with that yeah. you know and that it was a sacrifice. Like mm-hmm. I look back now and I'm like, man, that it must have been a pain. Well, like, I mean, we were raising animals too, but it was still like, yeah, he's not coming out here at midnight if something goes wrong. Right. You know, right like, yeah. It's going to be one of our kids or, or more, more than likely my dad, you right. know, uh, trying to fix this problem or, or whatever. Um, you know, and, and so that really set me up for hospitality. Um, but I think Father James has just uh, reemphasized that for me in a parish, that can be a real gift mm-hmm. for for someone who's not going to be married. You know, that I can offer hospitality uh, as well in, in these parishes and that I should look for families right. who have that gift. Well, I should look for families and encourage them to develop this gift of yeah. hospitality yeah. for other people. Um, you know, and to invite them into their homes or to, to go with them places and to be with them. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I just, I've always wanted this gift to be a part of my marriage in the future. Um, and so after this weekend I looked at Emily and I was like, listen, if we get married, um, I want to be a hospitable, open home for people. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. Like it wasn't even a question. I was like, okay, good. I'm the same page. But so I was thinking about this all weekend. Yeah. And so we flew to Chicago to celebrate my grandparents' 60th wedding anniversary. And these are two more people who have nonstop opened their homes and their hearts to everybody. Mm. And not just in a way like, here's some food, here's some drink, which, I mean, they do, right? We have family parties and there's... I mean, that's like an essential part. Right. That's like, that's like <laughs> that's the like basics. The base that's level. like, that's just, you got to do at least this to be hospitable, right? Like, there has to be shrimp cocktail. There has to be beer. That would shrimp cocktail. I don't know. There's always shrimp. Dang, dude. Dude, you guys okay. are high class. All right. So it's not like fancy shrimp. It's like from Walmart. Um, so at my grandparents' house, like quintessential grandparents, they always have like a little dish of those caramel Werther's oh, yeah. candies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude. But like as a kid, that was like, I'm going to Graham's house and I'm going to have one of those Heck yeah. caramels and I'm going to yeah. watch her TV with her. Um, <laughs> but the, my grandma and grandpa are... Like, not only they're hospitable, welcoming people into their homes, but they know people's names. They know people's kids. They know people's kids' kids. They make an effort to just, like, stay up to date on what's going on in people's lives. They are warm and welcoming people. Um, And so it was really cool to go from Katie and Anthony's wedding to go and celebrate 60 years of marriage for my grandma and grandpa and just see like the hospitality come to fruition in yeah, this long lived marriage, you know? Oh, man. Um, so it was just, it was a really cool weekend and cool. I wanted to share it with, with the podcast people. Um, that's awesome. Because I think it's, I think it was really interesting. Yeah. One of the things that's been a big impact on me is um, you talk about your grandparents, like in this, this inspired in me that thought that's such a cool, amazing opportunity to see like 60 years worth of marriage. Yeah. 
and you see all these grandkids and you see, uh, I'm sure friends and sure. their kids and their <clears throat> kids, kids or whatever. Um, for me, my, uh, one of the great, the coolest things probably about having uh, a grandfather who was a professor yeah. at, a, at a university for a long time. He, he worked at A&M for, from 1965 until like 2010, wow. 12, wow. 13. So almost 50 years. And, um, and maybe even right at 50 years, he had grad students from all over the world. Oh, really? Yeah. And then my, my dad, uh, who's also a professor, uh, he's still doing that. He has grad students from all over the world. So like when I was like five or six, I can remember Thanksgiving dinner, Easter dinner, yep, Christmas dinner, random times, like these people were at our house. Yeah. And it, like, it would be like the Muslims were coming to celebrate Christmas with us. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I but seriously, <laughs> but actually, <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. Um, and it was just like a, a amazing opportunity to see um, that gift that my dad and my grandpa brought to our family, and yeah, um, it was cool because so this past summer, I was in um, Monterrey, Mexico, with uh, a fellow seminarian, uh-huh. and one of my grandfather's first grad students is now a professor at Monterey Tech. Oh, cool. And uh, like grandma was like, you got to call Sergio. You got to call Sergio. Yeah. And uh, so I I called him and we emailed, exchanged emails and like he took me out to dinner and and it was like, I, I know Sergio. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know him. I He was he was around maybe a little bit when I was like a really little kid. Yeah. And, but I don't know him that well. Sure. But it was like, this is when I got to his house, he was like, this is your home. Like wow. you can, you can come here anytime you want. That's awesome. Because, um, like it, it was just this generosity begat generosity and begat, um, more and more like as, as you welcome people, what it does is it creates this network of, of, I mean, just on a human level, it creates this network of, of like people who know that they they're cared for right. and then they're able to care. But on a even deeper level, spiritually, like it opens the door to evangelization. Sure. That you can't even like, you know, like my grandparents and my parents never would be like, Hey, you got, you come be Christian, you know, like, sure. Yeah. Right. You, right. Right, you gotta be Christian to come to our house or mm-hmm. whatever. But there was just a, a way of uh, openness that allowed for, maybe the possibility in the future of evangelization or yeah. the the reality of how do we um how do we do that kind of thing and i think that's just cool man. yeah and i think i think it just reminds us that marriage is this it's this divine love poured into the world inviting people into the healing love of god yeah it is it's, right like it is a union so it 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 restores our broken union with god yeah not saying it's the only way to do that of course no. like you don't need to be married to be happy but I think married couples have a very specific role yeah, particularly in demonstrating gift, yeah. that divine love to the world, to yeah. heal the world. Yeah. That's their vocation. Yeah. That's part of it. Uh, to get each other to heaven, to get their kids to heaven, but also... Yeah, to take as many people as you can with to you. To take as many people with you can, I mean, as it, you can with you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, the, I, I know it's kind of cliche, but I love the analogy of a tree. 
for for a family. What? Trust me. <laughs> Go with it, dude. So a healthy marriage is like a tree. Okay. Under which all sorts of things can come and live. It bears fruit, right? Like uh-huh. There's fruit from the tree, but also like all the birds of the air can come into that tree, right? That that a family. <laughs> You're, you're I'm, not, I'm i'm getting there dude i'm getting you know, there. like all the birds uh, i have a beautiful meadow in my in my mind's <laughs> eye right now and there's a lovely oak tree there a lovely tree right and it's gonna bear fruit um oh oak trees don't bear they have acorns, they acorns. yeah they bear yeah. okay cool. so the acorns fall and they they germinate and those are like the kids yeah. right and those other trees i like that up, word right? germinate that's a pretty um, good word well it's a very agricultural word yeah it's a big word germinate um <laughs> anyway but uh keep going with the metaphor but the point is that um, maybe this is going to break down. But the point is that uh, no, it's, I don't think it's going to break down. So you have the acorns, right? Yes. That are also of the same type as the parents. Yes. Right? So the tree begets its its offspring, but the tree doesn't only support the offspring that are like itself, right? Other things come and eat the acorns. I, I'm getting there, dude. I'm getting there. You know what I mean? Like the tree, the, yes, the shade, sustains like it, it, part of the ecosystem. It, it, yeah, I mean, it becomes a, a, a birds build their nests. Birds in build it. their nests. Owls right? burrow uh, a hole. Exactly. I don't know if they do, whatever. Whatever. Anyway, but uh, woodpeckers come and peck it. Uh, oh, dude. But then, it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, maybe we can go down that road if we want. Stop with the metaphor. <laughs> I get it. I get it. The tree is hospitable to no, all but, of nature. No, but what I'm saying is, like, it becomes a place under which everyone can, can can find rest exactly. right a family exactly. a family uh that's living well isn't uh, a family that's insular right right that it that it, right. it allows for the yes there are certain things uh for good reason we we have boundaries and like this is the boundary right sure but the the family also allows for other people to come in and go out and be a part of this friendship and uh you know you're you're to bring as many people as you can to heaven, right? Exactly, That's the idea, dude. Exactly. It's it's you got to live with your doors wide open, so to speak, right? Yeah. Like, even mean, in your own neighborhood, like not being closed off to neighbors, knowing who's around you. Yeah. To, it kills me. It kills me right now that people that, don't know their neighbors. Yeah. Well, th- I don't know my neighbors. I live in a neighborhood. Yeah, dude. Well, they're, I, I think they're Notre Dame students. So. Oh, well, I know one set of them, sort okay. of. And then I know, but I don't know the ones. Why don't on you one bake side. them some sticky buns or what are they called? Cinnamon, Cinnamon rolls. rolls and bring them on over. Because uh, like half the world's gluten free now. Here. It's an easy way to start. I it think. is, yeah, just to go next door. Yeah, um, yeah. I anyway, we should wrap it up. Go be church. Go be church, people. <laughs> you want that to be the tagline? So <laughs> the Being Church podcast. Go be church. It's like it's just it's duplicated. It's it's don't uh, play church, people. Oh man! All right, <laughs> this has been the Being Church podcast with uh, Tom and Will. We're glad that you listened. Uh, we love you. We're praying for you, and we will see you next week.